So this is episode 10. This is episode 10. Fucking Who would have thought that? 10 weeks. <laughs> Alright, so because most of our viewers disappear in the first 60 seconds, please head over to www.titancastnetwork.com and vote for us as your favourite podcast to help us win some gear and bring better quality podcast tiers. Look, it's it's been brought out as a friendly competition and I hope you guys can all perceive my air quotes. Um, no, nah, I actually want to fucking win. It would make absolutely. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Just dud cast can start up. Oh, that's the only reason why we haven't done it because we need buy another mic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And another mic would mean that. That's why I put up on Instagram. Like, if you if you vote for us and send us a screenshot, we'll get you on or we'll dial you in. Hundred percent. And I reckon it'd be awesome. Get as many people on as possible, like in different episodes or at least different little segments. We've been saying for weeks, comment on our stuff. And please, keep doing it. But now that it's come to our attention that someone, a couple of people have actually done it. Um, this is on fan- YouTube. And on YouTube, and it's fantastic. So I think it's only sort of fair that we discuss it for... Yeah, definitely. Just briefly. Just briefly. Yeah. Um, so a week ago, on so on our podcast that talked about conspiracy theories a fair bit and, and one of the main ones we sort of chatted about was, was 9-11 and uh, someone on YouTube so we've only got two comments on this surprise surprise two more than we usually get so whatever um, they've said they've said they had a little bit to say about the um, about 9-11 they've said the Twin, Dow- uh, Twin Towers demolition has been blamed on the Mossad but I think they meant that as though like conspiracy theories have blamed that yeah. on the Mossad because it was definitely not it was it's blamed on Al-Qaeda the Mossad being the Israeli like intelligence I think um they've also said that you know they want to point out that building 7 was a high security federal building and no foreign agency would have ever been allowed to demo such a federal building it had to be an inside job and look that's that's interesting in itself. I'm. I didn't know that. I thought it was just as public as the others. I didn't even know Building Seven existed until we recorded the podcast. Yeah, well, most my sort of don't. thought was, you know, when when we were talking about it being or looking like it was a demolition charge that had taken it down or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's sort of where my head, like, went straight to. I was like, well, yeah, if it's if it's a demolition of some description, obviously it's been done, you know, with access. So yeah, yeah. um. We've also had another comment. Oh, thank you very much. Roland. I'm just going to say Roland. I'm not going to try give the last name a crack. Um, we've also had a comment a day ago from someone called Jacob OC on YouTube. And they said, The most interesting conspiracy is that the elites want us to believe in this Zionist conspiracy, which has strangled the world for centuries. The idea behind it is to blame religion for all the problems on Earth. You know what? As conspiracies go, that just sounds like life to me. Because if if I'm honest, I blame religion for so much. Like I blame religion amount, for yeah. so much. It's funny, like, I, I don't think I did until I watched Family Guy. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Nah, see, I I always sort of thought it depends. Not, well, not always, obviously, but you've got to look at it in a couple. Of, like you, that that sort of issue, you've got to look at in a really critical way because straight away you look at it from a historical. perspective perspective and a lot of people blame religion essentially for what's 
what's sort of typically known as the Dark Ages. But then they also failed to realise that without religion, pretty much all of the Roman Empire wouldn't have happened. So, you know, you've, you've got to balance it out and see... In some ways, it definitely has helped shape society in, in a correct way, but in others, you know, there's definitely been a lot that it's done to, you know, discourage development. 100%. And there's also that argument of do we do we get our morale because you know a big argument especially by sort of creationists is Joel's just showing me how clammy his hands are and I have sweat do we shake all hands? over my yeah oh you just rubbed yeah oh, that's gross <laughs> we just shook sweaty hands kind of surprisingly mine are pretty good tonight normally they're either like really cold or really clammy um sorry just on that point though yeah I think a, a big point by creationists is we get our morality from religion and I don't I don't believe in that but he, well, I mean, also... if you look at like just just take one look at ten, the Ten Commandments, you know, if you're looking direct correlation between some of our laws and the Ten Commandments, you know, there's a, a pretty sort of solid alignment. I blame religion for heaps, and that's me being genuine. Not like a moment of self reflection. I need to stop blaming religion. I mean, I blame religion for fucking heaps. Also, another interesting conspiracy is the idea of a fake alien invasion to unite the world and make us believe that humans are not special and that we are just a random sphere, sphere in space rather than a special creation from for the universal spirit I'm getting a very religious vibe from you Mr. <laughs> Jacob OC and I gotta say sounds like science but without the invasion happening I I dare say I'd really like that like for from my perspective like Matt, look I don't like the lying perspective I don't like the fact that it's a fake alien inv- invasion but it's one of those things where might just need it to get people to look at things with a bit more yeah sort of rationality around them mm. but look Jacob we re- really do appreciate your feedback I'm not trying to shit on shit on you here buddy just saying just saying our thoughts on it as you said yours and we and you know we're thankful for you for that um, have you guys ever thought of like I mean I, I, I do it every now and again there's a there's a game I really like called Mass Effect and essentially in it the story goes like humanity finds this big portal thing at the edge of the solar system one day have you guys ever Earth. thought about yeah like Stargate like, yeah pretty much something like that you guys ever thought about like you know what if in the next like 20 years they found something like that Just, I'm like, kind of hoping they do because it nearly takes every, every bit of pressure that you're living with now like oh I was worried about fucking making enough money to buy a house now there's a portal to a different different side of the universe I reckon it'd be sick one of my problems you know what trips me out is the fact that the universe is always expanding and I'm like what the fuck is it expanding into and obviously anything that's outside the universe is technically inside the universe because the universe is everywhere like that's the idea but they say the universe is expanding and I don't fully get that. I've just pictured it breaking through just standard brick and mortar walls. Uh, I was thinking of a white page and then like just space like washing over it constantly. I think, That's a cool way to think about it. Sure. I think you've got to think about it instead of you know it expanding into something that previously had nothing, you've sort of just got to take it back and think, okay, there's now getting more and more distance between everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's... So if everything that ever existed and ever will was here, the Big Bang happens, it's pushing. Yeah, so the way I like to think of it is instead of it, you know, you you think about a balloon 
and you blow it up and obviously it expands you know if you put a balloon in a blocks box and you blow up the balloon it expands and takes away space from inside that box imagine that there's no box there and you're actually just looking at a bunch of dots that you've already drawn on yeah. the balloon they're actually just getting further and further away they're not necessarily filling up something yeah yeah that's yeah, that's, that's, that's a really I, good way to look at it. And I also think on that, because inf- infinity seems to be a real hard concept for humans to grasp. Yeah, Like, it's true. hard for us to fathom the fact that there is just unlimited space. But do you think that we struggle with the thought of infinity because we're used to having everything so finite? Like, we're used to being confined to Earth with finite resources. And that's why we struggle with the concept of we actually don't run out of space. Yeah, well, that, like... You look at just our basic senses. You know, we we pick things up based on limitations. Mm. And, you know, the idea that there is somehow not a limitation somewhere... Fucks us up, eh? Yeah, Fucks us up real bad. It's almost impossible to find. Nearly think of it like an ego thing. Like, we've come so far and become so advanced and pretty much think we're top shit and then there's yeah yeah there's an there's infinite an amount of everything out there that yeah that we can't even think yeah, about yeah that we can't even fathom so it just kills us should we get on to some topics none yeah. of that was even meant to be spoken about so yeah. that's fantastic no, that's I, I just that. wanted to say like while we're on the topic of reading people's comments Alicia sent us a message our good friend oh yeah we were meant to on talk Instagram about yeah, fuck yeah and she said Thoughts on the new Disney remakes? Are they a money-grabbing scheme or are they trying to keep the legacy alive? Um, I... Do you guys mind if I start on this? Yeah, no, you go for it. I think it's got to be trying to keep the legacy alive. I picture when I was younger and watching those movies and now that that everything is like... Now that we have that technology there, I almost feel like it's a crime to not use it to try and remake it. Like, look, money-grabbing like what why the fuck do they need to like D- disney's got all the cash they need like like it's a, it, it, like i totally get the the idea behind that because i i've heard a number of different people sort of mention that but no nah, it would be a crime to not use the technology we have now to make those cartoons actually come alive like i think that's i think it's awesome it's pretty much the same how they made comic book superheroes oh, in the movies like yeah why not imagine if they didn't yeah, like, you'd exactly. be filthy like they started with cartoons they made Justice League into a cartoon and Spider-Man and all this and that and now they've got you know MCU and the DCU and whatnot. Um, I've in saying all that I've only watched um, the Jungle Book remake which I actually quite liked I liked it I thought it was done pretty well um, but I, I've heard average things about the other two being Aladdin and um, The Lion King I, I'm yet to watch them I forgot about Aladdin I've heard below average things about Lion King I haven't seen Lion King the, the only ones I've seen are um, The Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast I haven't seen that but that was meant to be real good I thought that good. one yeah. was yeah incredible I thought it was really good but um, did you watch the animated ones though? yeah yeah I, I've oh. pretty much watched you know, most, See, most I never Disney did. movies. Nor the I, Jungle Book. I watched both Jungle Books. I don't know how much Beauty and the Beast I watched. I must have, I, like, I know I've seen it, but I don't remember. Uh, like, 
in in the room like just behind us there's a box like full of all the old videotapes princess babies yeah <laughs> well, i mean there are some yeah alicia thank you very much for writing in unreal okay josh i know you've got some stuff written down joel do, i know you spoke to me about something throughout the week yeah i'll, I'll touch on it touch on it later yeah harper let's, let's go Alrighty guys, so I was thinking of, I was just working away, doing doing some stuff here and there, just doing some stuff at work the other day, you know, not really thinking about anything in particular, and all of a sudden this uh, this sort of entertainment thought popped into my head. So what if we could have like an immersive reality, so, you know, things like we are starting to develop now, so... Um, like VR... Yeah, VR, but also, you know, things that interact with your senses and, you know, so essentially you wear like a full bodysuit. Yeah. (laughs) Stimulate your senses. Yeah, like a full bodysuit with, you know, all forms of stimulation. You're in a system where you can physically move around and whatnot. There's projections. This is an episode of Black Mirror. Well, yeah, like I'm touching on that sort of thing. And essentially, the way I see the game playing out, or in this particular case, this is what I was thinking is um it's a game it's sort of like a horror game that plays on your fears and um i think a good way of describing it have you guys seen uh insurgent or like the the divergent series sorry i don't know which one i've seen but i have seen one of them no i think i get the concept though yeah anyway so so the system sort of plays on your fears and um you know you have to have the willpower and you know your strength and development throughout the game and what you can actually do and interact with and stuff in the game depends on your willpower so greenland go on well i mean kind of yeah but like you know so make it so you essentially can do anything you you know if if you've got the willpower to do it and can think about it in in the in that mentalist sort of way if you want you can walk through a wall because you know you have that so that a game willpower. where anything is possible but only in a horror scenario. Well, I don't know. Maybe just... maybe not necessarily in a horror scenario. But you know, I'd want the game to be so immersive that you could almost you know not tell, and I... you like you'd touch a wall and it would feel like there's a wall there. But if you're good enough and if you've got enough control over your mental ability, you can just be like, no, there's no wall there, and just walk yeah. straight through. Yeah. See, I've heard of this spoken about. In, in terms of our real world and I've heard people sort of talk about it and I remember it was like my year 8 math teacher was having a chat to me about it and he was saying like our ability to you know the reason we're stopped by certain things is because of how we perceive them because you know how like if you take up all the actual matter in us we're like the size of a sugar cube like it's all just because ga- uh, atoms have like just massive gaps in them yeah relatively yeah, well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Massive gaps compared to the rest of the atom, right? Um, but he was like, sort of saying, you know, our like the exact same sort of scenario, you know, we we hit a wall and like our ability to perceive the wall. And I thought, what happens, right? You could test this if this works in the real world. Obviously, it probably won't. But you put a bag over someone's head, put them in like a sensory deprivation type thing, spin around a bunch of times, chuck them on a plane, fly them overseas, have them blindfold them and have them try and walk, open them up, tell them they're in like a room and tell them to just go for a walk and see if they walk through walls. Well, tell them, tell them they're in the middle of a field 
like give them complete sensory overload so like they're they're essentially just getting there's like a breeze and a light smell and hear through a door like a hessian bag or something no no so i'm talking like they're getting a full constant strobe of different colors into each individual eye they've got loud and different sorts of noises coming in through the ears their taste buds are going crazy you know they can smell different things they can only like I also have no idea what's happening. Yeah, complete sensory overload. So pretty much they're going to pass out. And you just tell them you've got to run. And yeah, and tell them... <laughs> it's walk. such a cruel thing because you know they just run and hit the fucking wall. <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool if they just went? Yeah. Went I've thought about that at work, actually. Like, the if you believe in something hard enough that it'll happen. And mainly it's been about jumping off the building and doing a cool superhero landing <laughs> and not dying. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking, like, just, like on the top of this building level 12 12 stories up just saying to one of the sparkies like, Oi, watch this and like do a sick slow like backflip off this building and you go fuck and <laughs> like curiosity takes over and you fucking peek over there's nice big cracks in the pavement for me just like fisting the ground you slowly lift up the fist ever so like powerfully and there's just a cat smooshed underneath it <laughs> Do you feel like you'd use it, Josh? Like, if you have a... Obviously, if you have a simulation like the one you're talking about, if we were able to get to that stage, which undoubtedly, I'm sure we will Don't at really some stage. Don't really need to. What, what... To what point do we start... At what point do we stop doing real life, for one? And at start number two... Because this, this is the fucking Matrix, really. Yeah, yeah. And number two, at what point do we... Like, you just use it to help people overcome their fears. Like, if you want to start skydiving, but you're too fucking scared. Yeah. You do it in there, because it's hard, right? Because in the back of their mind, they're still going to know there's no consequence. Let's get Bro Jogan on it, and we'll call it Fear Factor, the game. (laughs) That's funny. Thank you. (laughs) But this is essentially just lucid dreaming, is it not? Well, yeah, that's that's sort of what got me on the thought process. Mm. Have you guys ever tried it? Nah. I tried it once. It didn't work. What and is it? it? I, lucid dreaming. And you resist the urge to sleep or something and you, you, your body sleeps and your mind is completely aware that you're like you're conscious while you're sleeping and you can like see and everything but you can't move and anything yeah. that you think of like and you can pretty much control your own dreams. Like if you... Oh, it's yeah. a lot like more complicated than that but... I've heard about it and I'm not sure how much scientific basis there is around it. Like, like sleep is actually something that we don't know as much as we should about. But, yeah, I reckon that's something yeah, that I'm sure. I'd definitely like to explore. I'm sure they've, like, strapped shit to people's heads while they do it and, like, see the brain, like... Yeah. Just go crazy or some shit, but it's, that's interesting. Yeah, it... Because I'm pretty sure the only way usually we know in... Like we we can tell when someone's going to REM, mm. but like I think they monitor their brain waves and it's just a slight drop or a slight drop in their heart rate. Like there's a quite an obvious little dip, yeah. but that's it. Like, bar that, I got told that dreams are only ever like three seconds long, and no longer. Oh, uh, yeah, I I've heard that like the world seems it's gonna end in twenty twelve. <laughs> no, but like I've heard that everything like your yeah, conceptualization of time. Well, yeah, think about it like this, weird. right? For us to have a, a dialogue, you know, for for the three of us to have a dialogue, 
it'll take us you know let's say an hour to to come up and voice and express all this content right whereas if if you think about it like a computer it can have this exact same amount of dialogue and it'll be done in a second yeah so in your dream when there's no you know physical you know expression of these things yeah. it's all just a mental there's probably no real time perception so you can experience you can probably just experience all these instantly. different factors and because it's you know it's only running around in your own head do you reckon that's what happens when like you pass out just probably die and your life flashes before your eyes well I seen a thing well I seen a it was I think it was just like a meme or something but it was a kind of a cool thought they said because you know you, the time is wacky in your dreams right and they said you know your brain is often active for like seven more minutes after you die and they're like what if in that seven minutes you relive your entire life and you're in that seven minutes right now awful thought because now you go fuck am I dead don't know <laughs> yeah yeah like you're in that yeah am I dead I don't know so I wonder I or wonder if I you could my do my last yeah. seven minutes <laughs> take off the headset walk out <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if um... the only way to know would be to die wouldn't it but then you wouldn't Maybe, and then you do it again in Mass that seven minutes yeah Jesus sorry mass suicide yes Josh been talking about it if there's only three of us is it mass uh, what if we I'm pretty act- sure a mass in Australia like I know I think like a mass suicide I think it's more than four I think it has to be more than four Fuck. god damn it well look mum's just down in the hall no Fuck. <laughs> is it still mass suicide if I slowly jump off a building and land on other people and kill them mm. no because they've been murdered yeah but if we're superhero landing onto cats no that's just murder because we'll it's properly lie. murder <laughs> um cool topic Josh if yeah, you if, awesome topic. yeah if people have persevered through what really would be considered high thoughts but everyone here is completely sober let me assure you assure <laughs> you um the started I hope help. you got something out of that um what do you guys want to go over the topic I've got I've got like a bunch written down here if we want to talk about something low-key or a bit more thoughtful or Josh do you want to power through your next one I've got a couple but if you want to hit one up let's let's rock with that see what you got are we thinking like a lighter slightly funnier note or are we yeah, let's, yeah let's bring it up a bit hit one of them alright so have you seen uh, actually I've got a few here um okay actually I've got a little story so I'll tell a little story it's a shit little story but brilliant we're, we're at um at work yesterday and fire alarm went off and we're walking, we're all walking down the fire exits and um, we get outside, we go to the assembly area and in our building downstairs there's a cafe. Presumably, I don't know, but presumably the cafe must have had a bit of smoke and that, that set the detectors off, whatever. Now there's some people at my work who were at university sort of part-time and at work part-time and I was sitting around talking to one of them and, and they go, oh, I don't know what they thought. So we're all like office workers, but then there's a the cafe and they go... Oh, look, even the, the people from the cafe are down here. And I went, I literally said, this is the exact conversation we had. I was like, no, mate, we, we all get to go outside, but they have to burn with the fucking fire. Like, you idiot. Like, what did you think was going to happen? No, no, no. Everyone else is okay, but the people that work in the cafe, they're immune. Fucking idiot. Like, no, I, just they're not good enough to... Yeah, I said that's, yeah, I said that as well, something along those lines. I went, mate, you go to uni... 
Best and brightest, my fucking ass. There's you idiot. School just can't teach it. Yeah, that's it. You're full, like, smart at school, dumb on the bus. That's my little story topic. You guys seen Black Panther, right? I haven't. Okay, well... I'm still significantly I, behind. Okay, so Be have you seen in, in sort of, like, some African tribes, they have the big plate on, mm. on the bottom lip? Yeah. yeah. Why? That's more my question, but what I want to know is who went up to... Because, you know, this is a tradition that's been passed mm. on, and traditions have to start somewhere. Who at one point went, Oi, I've got a fucking cracking idea. <laughs> like, who's gone, I've got this. Trust me, this is unreal. You ever taste something disgusting and you go to give it to your mate, and you Oi, try this, and like, nah. Hmm. <laughs> that's that's it. That's pretty much the tradition. Like, if someone drinks something that's disgusting... I'm like, fuck, that's rank. Try that. Well, would you? Oh, well, I was going to say I would. You have to. Yeah, but like... Wait, nice shirt. It's now... Oh, thanks. It's now perceived as like beauty in some... In those societies yeah. though. And it's weird how like beauty is sort of... Depends on where you are. Yeah. Like, you know how back in... Back ages ago, you know, larger women were considered more attractive because it's sort of healthy healthy yeah. and much more like and then you went through I think like the mid like the mid 20th century sort of thing it was like really really skinny women was the thing and you know now it's like the more athletic body type and in terms of men like it sort of went I think it went bigger at the same time it was bigger and then you had like Spartans and then for a good portion in the 20th century, and yet less you played sport or were a bodybuilder or something, it helped you in some way. You didn't really go to the gym, so it was just your average Joe. And now it's back to, with the women, trying to match that sort of more athletic body type. And, and then I just think how weird in that tribe that massive fucking dinner plate on the bottom lip is the athletic woman of that. Like, yeah. that's perceived as attractive. Same as like the neck rings. Or is that for like as a, well? No, that's a thing. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if it was for beauty purpose or like to signify like a like seniority or yeah, like um like a like a shaman of some description, yeah. like that knowledge or like a powerful family or yeah, like I I heard this in high school. I have no idea if it was true. Like I believe China or like some Asian cultures don't find tanned people attractive. Yeah, quite often in a lot of Asian cultures, you'll find. You know, you'll find poetry about them, about people being as pale as the moon and that sort of thing. Yeah, like that's the that's the um, that's the attraction. Wow, <laughs> you know it's weird. I thought this was going to be a less deep topic, but this has been kind of you look like educational in some in some perspective. <laughs> I'll show you a moon. <laughs> One more light-hearted thing I wanted to do just before we go on to another topic is um, we got a message today. Uh, yeah, just this afternoon, and it was just like a spam message from asia underscore evan underscore zero eight underscore cal and they've given us a link to some sort of dating site and i'm going to respond saying already signed up <clears throat> gotta respond to spam like emails and spam you know instagram because spam can be fun yeah i remember a guy telling me he so he got like one of those nigerian scams like an email and he emailed them back going hey genuine question like does this work 
And they go, yeah, actually, people, like, they actually had a chat to him. They went, yeah. He goes, why are you doing this? And he goes, nah, people still fall for it, man. It's just, it's nothing personal. We're just making money. It's like, that's it's fucking cool. Fair enough, yeah. Where do I sign? Yeah, yeah. better get on. They end up scamming yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, you guys ever tried spam? No, fuck. Apparently it's real big in Hawaii. Yeah, but everybody's real big in Hawaii. Could be, very well be the reason why. Or is that just like hurricane food? What? Oh, just like yeah, survival food. Yeah, good hurricane food. Wait, does Hawaii get hit that bad? Oh, with tsunamis or something. I thought that did. Uh, yeah, vol- yeah, volcano, surely you get like sure. tropical cyclones and all that sort of thing. Just you think, but... No one here as bad as... I, like, I hear about man. Indonesia and shit. Yeah. Is it... Indonesia, is it on Fiji, Vanuatu? The Ring of Fire? The no. Ring of Fire. I'll tell you what. what I thought they mean? were the Ring of Fire. No, no, no. Ring of Fire... Um, In the, like, tectonic plate type thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay, I don't Josh. Think they are. Start, Josh. You start your next topic, or Joel, if you want to. <laughs> it just reminded me talking about the Ring of Fire. There was like a. Oh fuck! No, no, it's completely. You're talking about using uh, your Nando Somebody... Hold up! No, the Ring of No, they are nowhere near the Ring of Fire. Yeah, Ring I... of Fire is all the way around the continents. But I was just thinking of a hotspot. Yeah. Because I know that there's all those hotspots, and they're definitely one of them. Tell you what, it's a, what's a hotspot? Yeah. So. Like the Area 51 thing, I saw something on Facebook and it's like, let's all storm the Bermuda Triangle. It can't swallow us all at once. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Brilliant. <laughs> Float over there on doors. It can't take like 300,000 doors. <laughs> Haven't had this much action in years. <laughs> People are now thinking. <laughs> With the Area 51 thing, saw a little news article today. In a in a little town, close like close by, apparently the thing's booked out. <laughs> like it's it's Stop only it. it's only a tiny town. It's got like it's got one little hotel inn thing Sweet. with like fourteen rooms or whatever. You know, but it, they have it. They don't usually get booked out. Now they're like yeah, and apparently they've said like oh yeah, you know every now and again we get a few crazies coming through who are like oh yeah, there's aliens in Area Fifty One, but now for the twentieth twentieth of September when it's planned or whatever yeah apparently it's massively booked out and now they're like selling like camping spots and all that sort of stuff which is crazy that's actually awesome. I'm really happy that this is happening for them yeah. to be honest like that's fantastic I really hope that it'll, boosts yeah, it'll boost. that little economy and then it'll crash miserably but the people who have benefited might have enough to keep them going for god knows how long Yeah, get themselves on a holiday over, well, hopefully over to Area nerve. 51 apparently yeah. the nearest fuel station is 50, uh, 50 miles or k's away in the Alamo so cool. fuck yeah 50 miles that's like 80 k's alright who's got who's got something I just want to say I heard on the radio that this uh, or oh, Facebook no it was on Snapchat stories it's like, you know you get the news articles yeah, yeah yeah sometimes I go through them I used to a lot very rarely now though and um yeah I'll just say yeah. and cool. then so this comedian made a joke about XXX Tentacian Tentacian oh, that's right yeah and he was a rapper who died he got murdered shot dead out front of a or on his way to a car dealership with $50,000 cash and yeah found with gun holes in him and the cash was stolen and the comedian said fuck when I heard about this all I could think about was this would be a great ad for Venmo which is like oh. a PayPal oh. thing, which oh, is hilarious. Wow. Like, it's and it's entirely true. Yeah. I 
and then all these like what I can only assume depressed like teenagers just fucking harassed her to the point where her comedy's a job but you can make offensive jokes it's allowed and really it's nearly what's expected of you if that's the type of comedy you do and she's had to not she's now not able to air that on TV because of the backlash yeah like that's just a good joke Mm. and then going off on that my tech teacher told me something the other day he was once welding some pot and a bit of like slag popped off the pipe and it's managed to he had like a face mask on and like this shield in front of him and it's managed to like go through this tiny hole to the top of the shield shield fucking hell and straight into his eardrum just burst it he's had to go and get surgery on it and he's got like mad tinnitus now and he said to the surgeon before he went under you know what the difference between you and I is he's like what's that he's like I fix my fuck ups you bury yours Uh, that was the first joke I've ever heard and went it's pretty bad that's pretty dark like even then I was giggling a little bit and I thought that was hilarious when you said it but you're not the surgeon that might have accidentally fucked up before and then had that said to you like that's pretty rough yeah that's something that would like keep you up at night sort of thing but then when they for lack of better word insert the sedative India you've got like three seconds before you're out and apparently the surgeon's gone him oh Paul what year was it that we're doing surgery on again and that's the last thing he remembered and he just woke up and like just started grabbing his ears (laughs) fucking hilarious by the surgeon awesome Uh, awesome and like good on him for taking it like a champ and I'm glad you've actually brought that up all of that because one that Venmo thing look terrible thing that happened but that Venmo joke's fucking hilarious. hilarious. And not only that, it's relevant. You it's could not even like about... it's offensive yeah. to the guy who died. It's it's just a... Funny. Yeah. Yeah, well, don't carry bulk cash. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. and um, But I'm glad you brought that up because actually one of the topics I, I had written down here was political correctness destroying the entertainment industry in general, particularly comedy. Uh, re- repeat that sorry uh, political correctness yeah destroying the entertainment industry in general and particularly comedy and like I think about so I listened to a podcast with it was Jamie Foxx and he was on Joe Rogan and they were talking about how in the movie Tropic Thunder Robert Downey Jr. went be- uh, went blackface yeah and Joe was like were you guys cool with that he was like fuck yeah we were he was like he killed it like it's the entertainment industry he was saying you can't you can't be killing that uh, like shit like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. back in the day, I like I understand how it's offensive, and I understand how that would be, or could be considered offensive. Yeah. But people are gonna have to just learn that sometimes things are gonna be relevant to you, and you don't have to take offense to them. Yeah. Because it's not a personal attack, and it destroys. It'll slowly destroy the entertainment industry. But this is why I believe. That as far as the future of comedy goes, and the only thing that gives me hope is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Because it's such like a left-wing, sort of forward-thinking little jokes and undertones in the show. Yeah. But is still, like, I still find it very funny. Yeah. And that's why Andy Samberg and that show is sort of pushing towards the future of comedy. And I guess, like, they're, they're a step ahead, really. But I don't want everyone else to lose what they've already got I think what's so good about 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine being, you know, the, the new and progressive sort of comedy, is it still touches on those, you know, issues of race and religion and, and the sensitive topics and whatnot, but it does it in a way, you know, it, uh, it doesn't necessarily make a joke that's offensive, but it makes a joke about that topic in general. Yeah. Uh, it, it's hard to describe how they do it exactly, but, you know, we as an audience still have to perceive that something and we still have to know why, you know, that situation would be bad in, in you know, in, in what they're talking about. And we can see because of the characters' reactions and that sort of thing, that's what tells us that it's, uh, you know, it's that situation. Joel and I are not nodding along yeah, here in, agree- in agreement. It's nearly like, I guess if you wanted to teach a kid something and you put a YouTube tutorial in front of them, it, I feel like Brooklyn Nine-Nine comedies like that, they tackle like the big issues that are prevalent today, like sex, racism, and all that sort of shit. But they do it in a way where you're watching it and you're learning. You nearly learn how to see a funny side of it, but also respect all parties involved in this situation and Brooklyn or not Brooklyn 99 steps away from it but comedians in general are just like the more stand-ups I watch the more they try and like emphasize on that they have to they use some of their jokes to lighten the dark situation that oh they're hamstrung yeah I think look a great example for me to bring up on this would be Jim Jeffries because mm. his jokes like uh, in his last piece, so he went to so he went to Canberra, had like the most awful write up written about him because you know some someone read his uh, watched his show and was like Jim Jeffries jokes about rape and Bill Cosby and he was like mate he he said in like his Netflix special goes if you just read my material it's a bad read like his whole he's like his whole skill in life is be to be able to say horrible things and still seem likeable yeah and it's true like it these are awful things that happened bill cosby like not a good dude if you can't crack a couple funnies about it yeah. like dave Chappelle's hero <laughs> like i love dave Chappelle. oh he's so fucking funny dude god there there are actually some really funny rape jokes in the jim jeffries like stand up specials Oh, hello. Have you, um, I really like Jimmy Carr, but have you also heard, have you heard Anthony Jeselnik? No. He's great at a dead baby joke. Is Loves that one of the ones on... And pedophilia jokes, like they're, again, bad, and look, we signed a little agreement, so we, we can't make such jokes, and that's fair enough. I'm happy to not have that in this podcast, because, you know, we're not, we're not sort of about, not 100% about that sort of darkish side of humour. So that doesn't affect us too much. I think it needs to be said that there is a place for that. And if you know you're going to be offended by that, then don't watch it. Yeah. But there still needs to be a place where, you know, especially with freedom of speech, you, you're able to still access that, access that, if, if you so please. If you want to laugh at some, some dark shit. It's just a... It's a good medium to spread a message anyway you know you I think about um, I think about Monty Python actually you know you watch those movies and you know yeah the stuff that they're that they're looking at is you know historical references they're referencing absolutely terrible things like 
disgusting stuff that's Fuck. happened throughout history but everyone's like oh no it happened you know hundreds of years ago it's not relevant it doesn't matter it's still entirely relevant now mm. everybody is just way less sensitive about it and they're like oh yeah oh, that's you know there, there's humour in that I can see that and you know movies like that are how you get your progressive your, your progressiveness because people see oh they've, they've made a joke about that sort of thing it's bad that they have the capacity to make that joke things need to change yeah. and comedy is a mechanism for showing things as like you know being blindingly logical yeah, yeah. like like they sh- especially you know that observational humour you take an everyday scenario or you take something that's happened or whatever and then show to your audience just how fucking ridiculous that is and everyone laughs at that and then they go yeah nah that's really fucking bad so I couldn't agree more in regards to this like intelligent way of of doing this dark humour there's actually a really good example in one of Dave Chappelle's shows he's talking about um, he's talking about the comparison between uh, African American people and white people and sorry, white Americans. And um, the the example that he's talking about is there's this uh, 15-year-old girl or 14-year-old girl, white girl, who's kidnapped from around her house. And, uh, you know, she's obviously taken and she's held somewhere. I can't quite remember the story he tells. It's pretty good. It, like, it's, a, it's a humorous story. Actually, sorry, it's, it's, uh, it's not a humorous story because obviously this this girl's been kidnapped humorous in the way he tells it yeah exactly but then the dad had a very particular set of skills <laughs> no not quite <laughs> but then he swings it right back around and he's saying that in the same week so there's been massive media coverage of the fact that this you know this teenage white girl has been kidnapped but then in the same week or you know very very similar time frame there's been an 8 year old black girl who's also been kidnapped and she's miraculously like been left she's escaped and she's gone back home like he makes the remark she was kidnapped and then she escaped and was home watching herself on the news by 5.30 like (laughs) it's an incredible story but you you know he's talking about these tragedies that are going on these bad things that are happening but he's using that comedy as a way to revert it back around and say actually hey you know, also look at this tragedy that's happening. Yeah, I agree. I've just got no, I've just got, just got no further comments. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just yeah. a observation. Ah, uh, do you guys have anything else? I, like, I've got stuff if we want to talk about it. Uh, I've got one that might help bring the mood up a little bit. I can rock it. What childhood fears did you guys have, or do you still cockroaches? Have? Cockroaches no. still slightly, but never the look. This. Like seeing a cockroach, the smell. Oh, like when you popped it, like this, like sort of like the stink bug smell. Yeah, that's only because my first like rugby league coach absolutely stunk. Oh, like I mean, he'd always like shake my hand or something, like pat me on the back, get real close, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. It just it was such a a bad smell, and it just cockroaches just happen to smell exactly like that. Gross. Spiders, spiders. I don't love them. I look. Here's the thing. It's a big fuck off spider. Like if I see it, my initial reaction is to jump, and then I can chill a bit. Like I can be in the same vicinity, but it would be really, really pushing it. Like I really can't see me getting a container and getting a damn myself. 
I if it's a, if it's a spider, probably fifty cent coin. A, yeah, uh, yeah. If it's around a fifty cent coin, oh, probably even yeah, like fifty body, to twenty though. cent coin. The body of it. Oh, I meant the whole spider. Oh, the whole, if it's a fifty yeah. to twenty cent coin. I'm happy to either leave it or kill it. Like I can do yeah. that myself and not be too worried. If the body of it's like a twenty to fifty cent coin, and then big fuck off legs, like and that's you know what sucks is. Hunt, they're the huntsmen they're the harmless ones they're the chill ones but literally I woke up like I remember there was probably like I want to say between 10 about 10 times in my life that I'd wake up look up look at a wall in my room and see a massive fucking huntsman and I don't know where they were coming in from but you know they're spiders man they were getting anywhere I remember one time we got a huntsman in our room and mum got the vacuum on it and this fucking thing stayed on the wall. Like That's the vacuum cool. was pressed up to its ass, and it still had its legs on the Jeez. wall. It was like blocking the hole with its ass. I was like, "That's incredible." This thing's a machine. Literally, because I got up, and then I remember I was like eight, joking around. I walked past in front of my parents. I offered the spider brekkie. Like I was like, "Can I get you anything, sir? Well, this is your room now, pancakes." I know. <laughs> I know. Harper's looking like he wants to tell us his fears, but I just got two things that like I want to touch on quickly. I feel like the bigger the spider, spider, the easier it is because you can see it easier. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. I'm fine with spiders. Like, I have them on my hands and shit. That's fine. But if they come out of nowhere, like, I got out of the shower once and stepped on, like, the, I don't know, just a mat. What do you call it? What do you call it? Floor, floor bath mat. Bath mat. And then a fucking, like, a, one of them wolf garden spider things oh. crawled out from underneath it with, like, wicked pace. I shat myself. Absolutely. It's and, just the reaction, right? It's yeah. the initial reaction you jump back. Yeah, and then another one was a while back. Pretty sure I've told you boys this story a hundred times, but I went to Questcon when they had the spider exhibit there. The most physically disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life was the Huntsman enclosure. It's like two on the walls. Like, yeah, that's cool. And then you see that there's a tan bark base in it, and it's just fucking moving like this. And oh. then you look underneath it because it's a glass enclosure, and the same with the bark on the back wall. It's going like moving as if there was fucking water flowing behind it, like a waterbed, and someone was just poking it. Just thousands of huntsmen. Uh, they were called called a different type of huntsman, like a I don't know, like a mob huntsman. And I guess they all just stick together. And it's fucking disgusting. So Joel, just for because obviously we don't, have, we don't have any visual at the moment, but yeah, Joel's just like lightly just sort of moving his fingers a little bit, and that was sort of. Just, betray the motion of what the bark was looking like like you know you get you find the mother spiders carrying around all the hatchlings on the yeah, yeah the little ones on their backs and like you touch them and you can like see them all run over each other this is what they looked like except everything was bigger than a fucking like th- four times the size of a 50 cent coin Jeez. Jeez. disgusting see I sort of go the opposite way to Aiden if it's big I'm cool if it's like you know if it's big and obvious I can see it you know I can I, if I want I can go pet the thing you know, I can look at it and know where it is. I don't like the small ones. You know, like you'd, I'm talking like little red backs and white tails and that sort of thing. White tails scare me. Yeah, white tails. Are just the scary. idea of a white tail scares me because I always remember like red backs were the big thing when you're in like kindergarten year one, and then that one kid came to school with his facts and he was like, "You know, white tails are more deadly." I was like, "What the fuck?" I just <laughs> yeah, saw that... one of their bites and it just like eats the flesh away. And it's... Yeah, because like I always used to think. I was like, I, I'd look at the size of a spider and if a spider's real small, I'd go, I don't even know if his pincers would be strong enough mm. to break my skin. Nah, and then see, it like t- turns out 
Doesn't take much. Like, about the size of, like, your... Once it's past the size of, let's say, your thumbnail, if that, you're... Like, that's the whole spider, you're fucked. Hey, but... I don't know. See, I'm cool. I'm cool with snakes. I'm cool with, like, my, uh, most to all reptiles. I'm pretty chill with them. Um, it's just fucking... Just spiders, man. And in, uh, other insects, too. Like, insects give me a, fr- a fright, but that's only because I'm worried it could be a spider. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, if I see any spider on me, I'll, like, fucking flick it away and I'll blow up. But... I'll, you guys ever had, like, the insignificant little red ones? Yeah. That just get around on you? Yeah, but then you kill them straight up. Yeah. Surely. Kind of like just oh, appear like, like the little leaf bugs do? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you've been outside for yeah. a little while and you just see one. You're like, oh, hey. Um, I've just got a, another thing. Like, yeah. something that makes me want to vomit and, like, nearly brings a tear to my eye is when you're laying there and a fucking mosquito flies past <laughs> your ear and it's the eeriest sound in the world. It's fucking real high pitch. It bugs me because I know no matter what I fucking do, I'm going to be itchy on one of my limbs in the morning yeah. if that's just buzz past me. I'm like, look, you're going to get me. Just, just get me once. Like, don't fuck me up, eh? What what attracts mosquitoes? Do either of you know? Like, you know how some people are more prone than others? Like, I'm real yeah. bad, and I think it's blood type, uh, but I could have totally made that up. Quite often, they're attracted to, like, sweet stuff. Yeah. So, typically, if you've eaten a lot of bananas, it yeah, helps your bananas. blood absorb all the sugar and the glucose and whatnot, so then they'll typically attract, be attracted to people who have eaten a lot of bananas. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, that's just one example that I've experienced before, but... So, initially... I just did a quick Google. It's interesting. Initially, they're attracted to um, the carbon dioxide that we produce, and probably heat might have a factor to do with it. It will respond to the smell of the blood source's skin. Studies so have suggested you... blood type, particularly type O, pregnancy and beer drinking, all make you marginally more attractive to mosquitoes. That's weird because the people I know that are most like mosquito prone, I don't think are type O. I'm not. It's weird that you know that. Well, no. Oh, actually, no. My cousin is. Weird that I know that, actually. I don't even know my own just, blood type. Nor do I. I wonder if Thomas and I... I think I like blood type. Yeah, that'd sure. be interesting. You'd think so. Look it up. Do, pull that shit up. Yeah. Do <laughs> no, twins <it's>... quite <laughs> often have yeah the same blood type or is, do they have different blood types? Does that mean I if you know. go to the gym and like your, your muscles are pumping and all your veins are fucking just popping out of your arms and shit, does that mean you're more attractive to a mosquito? Because you, like your body temperature's like up. Yeah, oh, well, just actually, based on those particular factors, you're already you're producing more carbon dioxide because you're doing the yeah, heavy true. breathing, yeah. and you're also making it a more moist and warm environment. So, I'd say without a doubt. Reading the answer, I think I could have answered this question myself based on just the logic. So, you and your brother would definitely have the same blood type because yeah. you came from the same egg, and then that split. Mm. But if you're like a fraternal twin, so a non-identical twin, because you've like it's been two separate eggs. Yeah, right. It could ha- it could be either either. So, yeah. Josh, you and any of your siblings, or Joel, you and any of your other siblings besides a twin, could have different blood types. Yeah, yeah, that that makes total sense. Yeah, um, now that uh, sweet. Even if yeah. you and your immediate family had the same blood type, you could probably call yourself like a pure pure blood family. Yeah, <laughs> like just royalty. royalty. That's called Tasmania. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, back home. What were you going to say? What was your next topic? Was it light? Oh, no. Uh, well, I mean, still on childhood fears, you guys sort of took that as like, what do you have now? I was sort of thinking like... Childhood fears. Well, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll start off. I was a pretty scared kid. I used to be I used to be afraid of pretty I was afraid of the dark, I was afraid of the water. Um yeah, I, I used to be petrified of a lot of stuff. I hated dogs, couldn't get get me near a dog. I was scared of a ram because it had horns. I was like, Ooh, well, things gonna hurt me. Actually that's Something the most logical thing you've said so far. I reckon I'd be scared <laughs> of none of the other things, but a ram, yeah, probably. It was like it was like a petting zoo where you could go and pet the nice animals and everyone else is touching this thing. I'm like, Ooh, don't scared of kittens one. for a while. So we had a petting zoo at school and I put my finger in the cage and it just fucking clawed it up. Cows. Mum made me milk it and I cried. I... Yeah, sorry, Josh. Carry on. Oh, I mean, that's like... You know, were you guys afraid of the water? Like, afraid of the dark? I was or? afraid of, like, being underwater and afraid of the dark. I'd always say some weird shit in my room. Yeah. Um, Like, when I was little, little, like, up until the age of maybe three to four, the dark, after that, sweet... And water, always loved it. Never, was never scared of the water. Oh, you know what I was scared of actually, which was weird up until probably the age of, I want to say six or seven, diving into the deep end of the pool. No, I would slowly wade into the pool. Like I was fine to like hop into the pool and then tread water in the deep end. No worries. I was scared of the actual jump into the water. All oh, right. I would not do it until I did it and then sweet yeah bang um but nah yeah right nah I, I did not have much was scared of um gra- my grandmother on my father's side but <laughs> <laughs> did you like I was scared of the dark so anytime I'd wake up thirsty I'd call out mum like mum mum is she coming she's like what dear I'm like can you get me a glass of water you just ever do that at all I did uh, no so I definitely did that, but laziness. it was laziness. Uh, like, <laughs> sheer and utter laziness. Not at all because I was just scared of the dark. I remember I'd there, there was times that I'd woken up in my room and I, I'd obviously gotten up off the bed somehow and I'd moved to a different spot in my room. I'd wake up in my room completely disoriented. I'd just have no idea where I was, like, feeling around. I was still closed, like just absolutely no idea what's going on and if if after a certain time I couldn't find my way out or a light switch or back to the bed or something then I'd just yeah then I'd call for someone but quite often like my brother being in the next room would hear me like bashing around on doors and stuff trying to work out where I was and you know come and open and see what's going on but I still do that sometimes not like I never got up but I let's say we're at the station because we've stayed down there for a snow trip and um we're in one of the yurts and um, I'm sitting there and I'm laying down in bed and I wake up from sleeping and I go back to bed and I think cool and then I remember that I'm in my own bed and then I roll over and like kind of put my foot on the cold wall because my feet get real warm when I sleep and then like it's not there and then like I'll go put my foot a little bit further out and there's still nothing there and I just start like freaking out and I'm like <laughs> like parts fucking like pumping out of my chest and I'm like oh shit not in my own bed I'm, I knew that that would come up in all this the um, disorientation of waking up somewhere that isn't your own bed and that initial thought and I was going to touch on this right 
So you're sleeping in a bed, like, you know, the boys were on, like, just a coast trip or something. Sleeping side by side with one of the boys. Force a habit. I've had a girlfriend for a long time. Force a habit. I wake up, and you think, you just, like, throw an arm over. Grab a tip. <laughs> <laughs> I've nearly done that, I reckon. It's so many times. Like, literally, going to throw an arm over... We do that initial touch, and then I like half open an eye. I go, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> and then I just rub my cock up instead. But <laughs> <laughs> just slowly, ever so slowly, pull the pants. Down. If it was yeah. to happen to me, not happen to me, but if I were to do it, it'd be like a. I can't remember a time where I didn't like sl- stay at a girl's house and like sleep in the same bed, and then I wake up and I grab an ass cheek, but I'd also put my back against hers. Like it was, mm. that was comfortable for me. Yeah, that is like good. still touching comfy. each other, but you the don't least have... warmest experience. Like yeah. I love sleeping when I'm cold. Oh, it's the best. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm not absorbing any heat. Like I'm not getting any like of their breath on me, like heating me up. Yeah, you roll into the no cold hair in my bed. face. Yeah, that's it. I think <laughs> I like it just for like the comfort. Like yeah. your arms aren't sore because they're not either yeah. under a person or in some sort of awkward position. But, you know, it's just like back to back and you're like, yeah, hey, I'm here, but yeah. don't feel obliged to roll the other way. I had a really good sleep top tail, actually. Really good sleep. Yeah, nice. right. Fuck yeah. I could get... Uh, yeah, that'd be all right. Next. Good to go. Yeah. There's no like... You don't wake up and think, oh, I'll give you a kiss or like grab a boob or a butt. There's just a foot there. So you're like... So I'll just I'm get out like, of bed and... I'm like, Got to do what I got to yeah. do. Got, got to work. <laughs> so wrap it, wrap an arm around the leg, and then just that's it. There's no unexplained erection. Three <laughs> seconds later, I think they're usually explained. <laughs> yeah, we know what's going on. Uh huh. I used to sleepwalk when I was a kid. Yeah, that's... I I still did that in like into into high school at least. I didn't. I think I sleep talked a little bit. I remember the it was the night before I was gonna watch Spider Man three, and like we planned to do it me and my family, and Mum walked in and the next morning was like, "You must be really keen for this movie because you just spoke about how cool it's gonna be, like really loud." Like, I walked in thinking something was wrong, and you were just talking about Spider Man three. <laughs> you guys mentioned, um, well, we, we were sort of talking about, you know, forget I'm not gonna draw that comparison because that makes us seem creepy, but I just want to say. Do you guys think rape whistles are useless? Because I've never thought to myself when I hear a whistle, I better go check that out. Yeah, it, yeah, it almost seems too that, commonplace. And that's not even it. My point is the fact that they're attached to keyrings. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there should definitely be a mechanism so, like, it's a warning signal. Like, someone, please come help. You know, I'm being attacked. But and I don't that. know if a whistle to the keychain. Like, a guy comes up, sneaks up behind you. About, about to take you I, I don't know how rape works I've watched ND, uh, NCIS but you go no wait fumbles through bag kind of finds keys picks which one out has the little whistle and then I've seen the ones around the neck and even then like put it like a fucking get like a Garmin or an Apple Watch with a 
know a button yeah a button that goes to like speakers around the campus or wherever yeah you that's actually a really good idea like you a, know how like old an, people have those yeah, tags at the emergency yeah, that's what i thought yeah and you could have like a you could have a check-in system where you know if you don't press it you know every every hour or every two hours you, you know you don't press the green button every three hours or so to say you know green status you're okay everything's cool and you know after after so long do you reckon that gets a bit extreme at that point if they have to check well, in? Yeah. But you know what I'll say? There's a lot of... Oh, yeah, nah. That what could, if that like could a, get, a bit, get a bit controversial where I was headed with that, actually. Let's just lay off that for a bit. What if you had a tiny capsule? You just break it and it's like a a pepper spray mist. Like a, like a smoke bomb. Yeah, like, and it's bomb. like... Or a smell that's known like, to carry like pepper spray and like a yeah. mace, I think they call it or something, <clears> in their bags. And, and even then, though, like it's you've got to use it and like point it like imagine a thing that you crush and it's so like just like a volatile fucking gas mm. something that maybe not because it's going to hurt the woman as well obviously but like it's either that'll get raped I guess but what if it's something that stinks like shit like that makes you nauseous to all a right, point where right. unless you've got one, one of those like shitting fetishes instead of just the whistle it's like instead of a whistle that makes a high pitched noise it's actually a whistle that has somehow formulated the a brown brown noise. No, the brown noise. What's a brown noise? Like when you hear it, you just shit yourself. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, that's dangerous for everybody who's not getting raped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone around them, instead of going to help, also just shits themselves. Yeah. Or even just no people who aren't actually power. getting raped and just sitting like a Zamex. Mucking around and plays it, yeah. <laughs> no man should have that kind of power. We should invest heavily in this. We yeah, should. let's. <laughs> we'll be the new Elon Musk. Way off central rape whistles, <laughs> anti-rape devices. Because don't me wrong, rape's a terrible thing. And again, I don't want it to make it seem like we're joking about rape because we are not. You hear me? We are not. We're joking about the concept of rape whistles and their functionality as opposed to a better alternative potentially. What else? What else would there be? What else could you do? We develop all people to have the ability... You know the guy in X-Men? How he just like hugs that lady and all the sparks come out of him? Just that. So as soon as someone's... That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Ooh! What about like a... Um, <laughs> what about like a, like a belt that has a similar like functionality? So like, you know, if someone was holding you or something like Batman. that... You could, you know... You could initiate somehow and it you know protrudes or or like a like a taser belt or something like that or like yeah. maybe maybe a taser bracelet yeah i was thinking more like black widow like black widow before, but yeah that's like fuck it's it's getting into weaponry yeah, now, yeah. Isn't it? getting like, extreme at what point do they not get used to it? you know what i actually the whistle's not a bad idea yeah. <laughs> as, as, as ideas go i know i've paid it out pretty hard tonight you know but... what they should do i don't know how well they actually do in college campuses in the states yeah but like here anyway they don't teach you to react to a whistle yeah but there should be more like education around rape whistles and make it mandatory so like if you ever heard a whistle late at night or even during the day like in the forest or something you'd run to the whistle that's the thing because I reckon if you haven't heard of a rape whistle which you know you often probably wouldn't hear anyway I didn't know until I seen I've fa- like a family member that had one and I was like oh what's that 
and they explained it and I thought if I heard a like a high pitched whistle in the like it was dark night I was you know let's say I've just gone to the shops late to get whatever and I'm going back to my car and I hear a whistle I'd almost get in my car and fucking get out of there yeah, your first thing you think is, someone's coming at you yeah. is that a fucking whistle yeah like is this some sort of Canberra? saw type scenario like is someone about to take me you know if I if I'm in Canberra of a like of a night time let, let, you know winter or summer it doesn't matter I'm so used to hearing whistles at every sports ground you know within three kilometres that's me. where my mind would go yeah, yeah I'm just like oh you know someone's someone's just training scored like, yeah. yeah you know someone's scored there's a ref blowing a whistle somewhere yeah it's it's not it's not an alarm system anymore it's just like a something is happening it's like, oh okay cool <laughs> Uh, Joel, you never do the outro. Wrap us up, mate. It's been our tenth episode. Um, see ya. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Nice. It's been episode ten of Way Off Central. Hope you enjoyed. Again, check out TitancastNetwork.com. Vote for us so we can win some free shit. Uh, tell your family, friends, workmates about us. Give us a few listens. We're nearly at a thousand listens. So yeah, keep up good work. Love hearing from you, so keep it up. Give us suggestions to talk about. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Way Off Central. That was a Titan Cast episode.